Still playing. Uh oh. Deep down. A little shrinkage. Right, the round table. Set a bonfire. <laughs> Did you guys ever play Dark Souls? No. I've wanted to pick it up after playing yeah, Elden Ring, but Dark Souls 3 is cool. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. Way, but whatever. Let me just beat George. <laughs> as far away from the mic as humanly possible. But, um. I'm gonna go off the dome. I, my fucking notes, man. Goddamn it. Time to get sick. Time to get Season. sick with it. <laughs> what's, what's, what is it? I forget what it is. Sick made or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great track. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. All right. Ooh, that one's fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> they're all weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tag teaming on a bitch in a motel scene. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Dude, that album. There's like, it's. Let's just get into okay. it. All right, let me intro. Uh, welcome back. It is What You Spin in episode 27. Uh, we're back in action as per usual. Uh, got Jake, how are you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Matt, how about yourself? I'm doing swell. Doing swell. swell. We've got some good stuff to talk about, and then and then it's Christmas time, and we get to introduce albums for next week. Favorite mm -hmm. part. <laughs> it's, it is. It's like, part of the show. it's like every week. <laughs> uh... But we're going to go ahead and dive right on into it. Uh, we've got Matt's pick pulled up in the background, if you can see it, uh, which is what, Matt? Uh, I went with uh, an album from 1995, kind of an obscure hip-hop album out of Sacramento, California by Brother Lynch Hung called Season of the Sickness. Light. You know, and I hit that corner at 24th Street. Some of me mug and lynch, and I'm popping a clip, and I'm not finna get got. I'ma shoot before I'm shot for the fact I'm beat you, double D E D. I'm reaching up in my glove box for the welfare weed that's filling a nigga sickness. So witness their bodies in our Oldsmobile up on the curb, and while I'm starting past the view with an empty nine and some bourbon. I just adjust to the fact that niggas ain't got no hope. I'm filling them up with 16 and letting them know it's either that die or that take that sentence. The nigga that nigga that one you come see what that. Pretty unique album in the sense of how it was written, the songwriting style, and just the way he just lets loose. Yeah. And just yeah. kind of says whatever he wants to say about what's going on in his mind. I think a lot of the style is called horrorcore. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. He calls it Rip Gut. 
which yeah. is his own little thing, whatever that <laughs> it's means. It's very fitting, though. And I think that is more or less like when people are manic or use PCP, they get that mindset, and I think he was kind of going for that yeah. as well, and that's why mm -hmm. some of the lyrics are really dark. Um, and I think even Snoop Dogg was like, man, why are you talking about killing babies? <laughs> <laughs> get that shit out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so people definitely heard the album when it came out, but it wasn't for everybody. Um, I was introduced to it when I was in high school, and... The friend that I had that showed me the album had this really nice stereo system, and the bass on this album, yeah. if you have a good system, it thumps. And so yeah. that's what mm -hmm. was very, it was memorable hearing that album, and uh, something I always remember. But what did you guys think? Uh, go ahead, you go ahead. I think, yeah, I think it's really unique in the sense that it's very different type of rap. Mm -hmm. um, and he kind of pioneered, pioneered that, the like horrorcore mm -hmm. movement. Mm -hmm. um, when I think of horrorcore, I think of like more modern, say like Flatbush Zombies, or if we want to go Three Six Mafia. Yeah. Um, but this really kind of set the tone mm -hmm. for that, and it was like to the max. Like it was like upped it right away, like level ten, mm -hmm. like as like gruesome and like gory and like mm -hmm. crazy as it goes. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what puts him apart. Like that's what's very different about him. Um, he a lot of it too. The like features that he has. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of them is X-rated, mm -hmm. and then another one was I forget the other guy's name, but they're on like two or three tracks with him, and they kind of have that same theme. It's like very like horror, like very a lot of gruesome mm -hmm. lyrics, a lot of like necrophilia and yeah. like killing like babies and stuff um mm -hmm. but it's like with the bass like with the rhythm that it's making and his flows on some songs like i'm like okay this sounds pretty good right yeah you like i'm bobbing my head yeah i'm like it, yeah. why am i liking this so much <laughs> right <laughs> it's fucked up, but i like it yeah, yeah. and that's a very solid point because from a technical standpoint it's very sound you know mm -hmm. from you know the production to it is so early 90s hip-hop mm. like it's so yeah listening to it i was like why does this sound like half of this production wise sounds like uh something off of like doggy style or dr you, dre or the yeah. chronic yeah yeah it's yeah. like it's like a hodgepodge of like uh -huh. the beats on it could have it's like oh these were probably just like lucy beats off of the chronic or, or doggy style mm -hmm. and, uh but so it's like and it's funny you know you you listen to the lyrics but at the same time the songs are so well structured and the beats are so fucking good that you're sitting mm. there like bobbing your head but you're like I kind of feel weird about this, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. but but it's what it's what music is, you know, and like what sure. all art is. It like it tackles that kind of dark matter, you know. We talked on this on this pod about bands like Rammstein, you know, mm -hmm. you know, talking about whatever, and it's it kind of it's like the id of mm -hmm. the human mentality, you know, that like. We all have those gruesome thoughts. You and I talk, you, you know, sure, in certain yeah. situations. It's like, mm -hmm. don't you know I'll fucking stab you? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, so we all have those thoughts every once in a while. Like, right. I will just, I'll pop off and beat you up. And mm -hmm. this guy's like talking about all this crazy dark shit. And the fact that this was so early. And then, you know, like y'all just kind of said, it is really a jumping off point mm -hmm. for an entire genre, an entire movement, you know? Yeah. It's... I loved it, honestly. Even like, even like the lyrical content, I was like, "This is," I was like, "This is dope." That he's like managing to, because it's, because at the time, you know, rap like we had just like we just talked about KRS One and Biggie, 
and then a year later you get this coming out and like the you put the lyrical content side by side and it's like what mm-hmm. the hell is happening like yeah. <laughs> it just, it's, it's like very different too for west coast style of music exactly yeah. this like he's coming out of sacramento mm-hmm. and like when you think of west coast like hip-hop you think of like you know bouncy beats and mm-hmm. like lyrical flows and mm-hmm. this guy has like it's very different it sounds like kind of southern like what you know yeah doing in that, that, yeah and with the beats too and it's mm-hmm. yeah it's really crazy how like he was able to do this and this was his like upcoming album that he made because mm-hmm. um, he like self-produced this uh, he self-produced this he self-produced also another album for x-rated okay. the other person in, in mm-hmm. the album in the in some of the songs um so it's like all just done by him Damn, like it's all that's pretty him. cool then and yeah it's really crazy that he was like doing this and without even knowing it like he just like opened up the door to a whole new genre of mm-hmm. like rap right and it was like hey you don't have to just talk and it, it kind of goes into you know there's there's always going to be these albums in hip-hop that kind of go against the grain of what hip-hop is at the time mm-hmm. you know we talked last week about graduation being the album that killed gangster rap mm-hmm. for the west coast it was you know very big bouncy beats low riders you know smoking pot lyrical content you know and then he comes out and does stuff like this Mm -hmm. and you bring up an excellent point of the southern feel to it which he then ends up going on and signing with strange music with tech nine who is from fucking missouri so you know he ends up doing like the midwest south thing eventually so Mm -hmm. yeah that's what was cool too because like the label that he was working with before this Excuse me, because he did a lot of albums like within that time period of like the few years, like three, four years, mm-hmm. um, and then even after that, like he got dropped. He made his own label, um, which I think was I had notes on it. I fucking forgot my notes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he made his own label and he started like reproducing some of his mixtapes and stuff, um, and then that's when he signed over with Tech Nine with his label. Um, but yeah, it was fucking crazy ass album mm-hmm. um i've heard of brother lynch on before mm-hmm. he's great live i bet is he? I, yeah. I bet he is he, like he kind of he came out and he it was so like you know you see those uh pictures of like nba players in like the early 2000s wearing the oversized suits mm-hmm. he came out in like a pimp ass white one with like a black undershirt and a big ass chain oh my god sunglasses and he just commanded that stage there was like probably six rappers on that bill that mm-hmm. i saw him on and he was like right before like chris calico came on and he fucking destroyed it like mm-hmm. it, he was one of my favorite performances of the night that's and I, cool. was, I was like damn. damn and then so when you brought this up i was like oh we talking about brother lynch because mm-hmm. i remembered yeah. i was like his content gets a little insane <laughs> but yeah do you know if he talks about or he like um, performed any songs on this album uh, I remember, I think he did, uh, the one I at least do know that he did was Welcome to Your Own Death. That okay. one, because when I heard that song, I was like, I recognize this track. I was like, I, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I heard this at that show. Yeah, so that was the one that I could remember. I, I think he probably did a couple other ones, but it had been so long. Uh, but yeah, he kills it live. <laughs> yeah, the first time I heard of him was his uh, EP 24 Deep. Okay, yeah. And good. I liked him from that, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is cool. But it's like different albums very oh, different yeah, yeah. yeah. super different yeah. right <laughs> so and it's cool when you watch interviews with him and talking to you know press and whatever he's very calm yeah he's not he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's gonna write these lyrics but right it is what it is what do you guys i've been trying to pinpoint this all week because i've been listening to it and who does he sound like to you guys like rap like his voice there's something in his voice that like he sounds like such a hodgepodge of like a bunch of rappers from that he era. Does. Like he's got a little bit of like 
it's like a little like I don't want to say it's exactly like Easy E, but it's like Easy E undertones with mm. like the high pitchness of it, and then like some other kind of underlying things. It's like a seven layer dip of rappers that he that his voice <laughs> yeah. sounds like. But when he's like rapping super fast. Um, yeah, I feel like sometimes he at points starts sounding like Bone Thugs. A little, yes, the beats. Yes, that was it too. It reminded me of. I was like, this kind of sounds like Bone Thugs. Well, and then uh, the track "Deep Down" with the singing vocals. Mm -hmm. That sounds like uh, the singing on that almost sounds like Boys to Men. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Was it? And some of those backup vocals he's doing himself. No shit. His voice is. I'm trying to think if it's that song or another one that he does the the backup for. But you can hear it, and you're like, oh wow. But yeah, I was like, there's no way Boys to Men is actually on this album, you know? But that that singing vocal on Deep Down, I was like, what the hell? Like But I, I like the intro. The the first song. Mm-hmm. It's not even a song, it's just the intro. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, you know, start smoking. If you're not smoking, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, and those that are already smoking, here's the album, and then it just right. goes into Sick Made. Mm-hmm. Ooh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that bass is heavy on the that bass song, and too. the lyrics on that. Like I was reading, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It really just punches you right in the gut, like yeah, it's like right in right in your face. He does not pull punches yeah. at all. I he, feel like the song structure on this album mixes really well. Yeah, it doesn't like go just gruesome, gruesome, gruesome. There's some cool like yeah, bow, not battle but soul. You can feel that kind of vocal part, right? Mm-hmm. And I think also his use of interludes, even mm-hmm. if it's yeah. like you know bookended by two gruesome tracks where the lyrical content's really dark and mm-hmm. disturbing. The, the interlude will also be talking about that like where he's talking to his baby mom yeah, about the baby. yeah. and then it's like yeah the two songs on either end of that are fucked up too and then he's yeah. talking about like I'll make the decision for yeah. you yeah. and it's like bro it's like, like, man, I'll get the baby yeah. Yeah. it's like, it's like but yeah I think I think they do flow well together you know mm-hmm. whether it's you know kind of stepping outside of the gruesomeness but then I also I, I like interludes anyway, but I was like, his use of them in this album was actually very well thought out and, and well put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it breaks a little bit from that mm-hmm. like content. It might have the same thing, but it's more humanized. Like you could hear like mm-hmm. conversations, right? Even when he's like talking to um, on that interlude right before a cue ball, cue ball, because he's yeah, because he's talking about. Um, I guess that was his friend. Um, that he had like passed cousin. away. I think it was his cousin. Yeah. yeah, cousin. Yeah, that like passed away. Like around the same time that he was making the album mm-hmm. um so he kind of like ain't nobody to ship with my cousin yeah yeah he kind of does like a peek behind the curtain as yeah. to it. it like it humanizes him in a sense too mm-hmm. you know because you're like this guy's a fucking demon you know mm-hmm. and then he does that and you're like oh he was actually going through some shit mm-hmm. and then i think it's like the last song on the album or whatever but he's talking to the devil and mm-hmm. he's like if i would have shot you Mm-hmm. I would have died or like if I was the devil then I would have died when I shot yeah. you or something and I was like damn I'm just sitting there scanning my checks at work and that came on and I was like yeah it's like I'm the only one in the building at this point like looking around I'm like just all dark yeah I'm like am I fucking okay right now yeah. like, someone walk on? me to What's my car on? yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of, I like the probably all of us can attest uh, rest and piss yeah that hook that chorus it's mm-hmm. uh, really catchy yeah um really funny too <laughs> yeah and that was that was kind of you can kind of see because there's a there's a song by tech nine called t9x and he's talking about doing various drugs and it the chorus kind of does that same thing where it just says 
T9X, and you know how this one says like rest and piss. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so there's no, it's no brainer that they ended up working together because they both those albums came out like around the same time, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, like that makes sense. But yeah, rest and piss. Well, and there's just I just can't get the line uh, about baby spines out of my head off of this album. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! But it's so catchy. But it's like, yeah, it's like you can't exactly sing that while you're doing dishes, you know? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, what? Is Are you okay, honey? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you even listening to? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun album. I'm glad you guys, you know, were open and oh yeah, you know, enjoyed it a little bit and found the, the cool parts because it is dark. It is mm-hmm. not for everybody. I've played it for other people before, and they're just like. You yeah. Know, what are you doing? Yeah. This is not right. <laughs> no, it's it's the it's the whole thing of being able to see the the layers to it, you know, and the and the actual like talent that went into going into it and you know, how like, you know, it accesses like the it in us or you know, we all have we've all been there, you know, mm-hmm. like had like dark thoughts or you know been scared or whatever and like it's good to scare yourself every once in a while whether it's like a movie or music or anything and if it like so yeah i was a big fan of this so yeah, and like you said he might have been going through some shit in his life with his cousin dying and yeah. this is a good way to release everything and talk about weird shit that was on his mind who knows 100 yeah. percent. yeah and it's kind of like that's kind of the art form too that it allows you to do that and mm-hmm. go outside of the box so <sighs> it's cool and it's unique that it's that he was doing this and that it opened up a doorway to a whole new like group and influences mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a lot of these bigger groups that like ended up coming out like uh three six mafia mm-hmm. around that same time and all these other mm-hmm. like new cats that started making new albums like this yeah so and i think that's the kind of thing that'll that'll go over a lot of people's heads you know because you know you could have a, a fan of three six and then show them this and like well i don't like that and it's like well this is the this is the horse that brought that cart along you know what i mean mm-hmm. like this was the chicken before the egg sure so and it's kind of cool to kind of see that and make that connection you know because we've talked yeah. about three six on here and all that so mm-hmm. yeah i think that's awesome nice well i'll start off with my my top three hell yeah brother um start with my honorable mention uh dead man walking mm-hmm. and deep down just because that's a good uh, that's a good song uh the number three was season of the sickness um, number two, that's real gangster shit, and then number one was Rest in Piss because that's you know, just a banker. That's just got a good. Uh, my top three. I'll start with the honorable mentions: uh, Liquor Sick and Deep Down. Uh, I really like Liquor Sick. Like Cue Ball into Liquor Sick was really good too, and just the beginning, you hear like the billiards balls like mm-hmm. bouncing off each other. It's like mm-hmm. Cue Ball. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love yeah. love that and then deep down that vocal kind of hook in it the singing uh, number two rest and piss and number one was welcome to your own death just that that hook mm-hmm. is it's too good yeah it starts yeah. Yeah. yeah that song is unreal I was like man and because I was looking back at the track list today and I was like damn what a great way to like bring the album to a close that into the last track mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. so good yeah, I like the season of the sickness. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great song. Um, we haven't talked about uh, "Loke to the Brain." Yeah, because um, that song is really cool too, and it, it has a lot of features. It has like three or four people on yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I, for, I don't know, I forget her name, um, but like her opening verse. On yeah, she really starts good. it off. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that song, as well, and then "Rest and Piss" for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then honorable mention, I'm going to go with That's Real Gangsta. Mm-hmm. That song was a good song too. But yeah, great album. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Well, that was uh, Season of the Sickness by Brother Lynch Hung, which was Mr. Matt's pick for this week. We'll be right back to dive into the next one. All right, it's time to dive into the next one, which is Jake's pick for this week. What do you got for us, man? Uh, so this week, some soul for alls, for y'alls and alls, Black Pumas. <laughs> self-titled came out in 2019 um yeah it's a great album it's real soulful mm-hmm. um it's got some funk aspects to it mm-hmm. it's one of the more i guess you could say probably the biggest like soul uh band that's coming out in the last couple of years mm-hmm. um and yeah they their album had really good success uh, a lot of their singles did too but uh yeah one of my favorites yeah um, i know you guys have definitely heard a couple songs off of this on the radio but uh, yeah, what what are y'all thoughts? You go ahead. I loved it, man. <laughs> it was uh, like you said, very soulful right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I think the second track, Colors. I mean, that's the first track. I don't remember, but man, it just caught me right away. Mm-hmm. The vocalist is so unique. I was telling you guys earlier in the week. It sounds like Nina Simone and Otis Redding had a kid, mm-hmm. and it, they have both elements. And you yeah, know, it just sounds so unique, and the music flows really well. Um, it's a great album. Uh, they've been nominated for a few different Grammy Awards. I don't mm-hmm. know if they've won anything yet, but um, the one guy did, but it was before Black Pumas. Before that, yeah, wasn't okay. it? yeah, yeah. Eric Burton, he's a really good vocalist. Yeah, like he he has a lot of really good like volume too and pitch. Yeah, um, his range is fucking incredible. Yeah, I forget what song it is on on here. Um, I think it might be Fire, but Fire yeah, he has he's his range is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other guy, because it's like two people, like mm-hmm. mainly two people, but they have like a backing band. Um, but Eric Burton, and then I think the other guy's Casada. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that won the. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stuff, right? Yeah. Some Latin. He like won like a Latin Grammy or something. Okay. Yeah. For like best Latin album or something with some band. Some other band. I wonder yeah. what that sounds like. I was I was band. looking into him today because I was like. I was like, I got to, and I thought that was really unique and interesting to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, front to back, man, it's just it is. It's like uh, it's great to hear something like this coming out because this came out in what, like, uh, like three years ago, like yeah. twenty nineteen. Yeah. I was about to say like yeah. twenty nineteen, and so something coming out at that time and sounding like it could have come out forty, fifty years ago mm-hmm. is fucking incredible yeah you know and that really that really speaks volumes to like the sound writing and the talent of these people you know Otis Redding is a fucking OG Mm -hmm. like that is 
Also, hell of a fucking comparison, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that is kind of spot on. Though. It really is. At some points, I hear I do hear like a Nina Simone, like when she's like going higher pitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, man, that's like spot on. <laughs> yeah. And, and just to have that kind of that same energy and that same sound, but also, you know, have it kind of you know kind of access like a newer crowd per yeah. se, and kind of make it seem like yeah. It could have, it did come out in 2019, and yeah, you could convince me that it did, but you could also make a strong argument that this is also like a timeless record. It could have mm-hmm. come out fucking forever ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what really was like really cool about it because mm-hmm. when you think of modern soul, like this is really like when in the front facing of like that whole genre. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, There's a lot that came up like in between this and before this too, like more recently in the last like five, ten years, like Michael Kiwanuka, like all mm-hmm. these bigger. The more up and coming groups too, um, Duran Jones in there as well, yeah. um, but this one was like massive, mm-hmm. like and it had a lot of play. I remember before, before you guys worked there, um, we used to just listen to the radio, mm-hmm. and every time Colors would be on, and it was just that song on that album, and like I loved it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a great song, um, but that whole album is just so good. Like it doesn't, there isn't a bad song on there. No, it flows yeah. so well. Yeah, it's so good, and they like they did a deluxe after that, and then they did like an extended deluxe after it. Damn. Um, so yeah, and they sold out shows like most of their shows, I think. Um, but yeah, it's a great album. I really liked it. Um, Fire is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's She Knows Better. Uh, know you better. Know you better. Yeah. That one is incredible. Uh, it's in my top three and it's it reminds me of uh make a change by duran jones a little bit Mm -hmm. like how it has like the instruments cut out and it's like you yeah and then this one's like i want to know Mm -hmm. and like fucking like settles in and it's like super i see that yeah yeah it's like i had like a callback to that duran jones album listening to that because it's like the way that they make the music even you know the songwriting shit like that is just oh yeah yeah a lot of it has a lot of that old school soul influence yeah and that's what's really cool about it because yeah like you guys said if you listen to this it could have very easily came out in the 70s and the 80s when soul music was like really booming Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i have i remember hearing like colors whether it was you playing it or the radio playing it because i remember I was kind of in that weird sweet spot of working with you. Mm-hmm. And then I see this every fucking time I go to Moon Rock. And I keep, like, I'm like, yeah, I know that there's a there's a couple good songs off of that. And I was like, I kind of want to get it just to, like, do you guys ever, real quick, do you guys ever do that when you're going record shopping? Like, if you recognize an album cover based off of, like, just one or two songs, have you ever just, like, grabbed the whole thing just to be like, fuck it? Like, mm-hmm. I like those yeah, two songs. Yeah, I've probably done that before. Yeah. 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 I've almost done that, like, eight times to this album. So I was really <laughs> stoked when you brought this up last week. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I know that there's, like, some good shit on there. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. and, like, I've almost bought it God knows how many times. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, yeah uh, if I ever find it, I'll definitely pick it up oh yeah. she's got it all the time nice yeah because um, i know you brought it up too like that we were talking about music you're like oh yeah i've heard of uh, black pumas yeah um, and a lot of their songs too on their deluxe are really good okay um i'll have to find they do that. some live songs on there but a lot mm-hmm. of it is oh, that's like cool. newer I stuff that. i want to hear the live stuff yeah it's really sure. good okay mm-hmm. really good but yeah it had a, a lot of really good it won a couple awards it was nominated i think a couple of times mm-hmm. like six times i want to say 
Damn. Um, so yeah, it had a big impact on like just the soul music. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially because, you know, it kind of brought back that old feeling, like that feel of the oldies, like the right. old soulful and music. And it has that vibe throughout the whole album. That's yeah. what I loved about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like even like top to bottom with the backing band and stuff like the horns on some tracks and you know like the guitar effects or whether it's like you know certain like tone pedals that they're using or whatever or just using an acoustic guitar brings you down to like that southern that southern comfort kind of vibe to mm-hmm. it you know it's and it's a short ass album too it for, it, for it to have all it of that kind of shit going on in it it's so fucking short mm-hmm. but it's powerful in a sense that it is it's like hey here it is there was your 35 minutes or whatever and deuces but it's like dude like that was fantastic Mm -hmm. right (laughs) yeah so good Mm -hmm. so good it came it was in a lot of like uh like shows and stuff like on tv Mm -hmm. we'd have like live performances Mm -hmm. um yeah i was looking up like how many late shows like i was looking up uh just this album today and they performed on like basically every big ass late show that you can name. Yeah. Yeah. When this album came out, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, definitely a fantastic album. If you haven't heard it, definitely give it a listen. Um, Great opening track too. I just forgot. Yeah. About that. Black Moon Rising. Yeah. Just like it so sets good. off the album, and you're just like, damn. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. yeah. If I had to pick a top three on this, um, I'm going. Uh, October 33 yeah um, I love that song um, and then Confines I like that song a lot too um, <laughs> but every song on on this album is really good <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. like even looking at uh, like even the last song Sweet Conversations that's probably an honorable mention for me yeah because um, it's real like mellow subtle um and on some of his too, you could tell that he has like guitar solos on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and he's a really good guitarist yeah, too. He is. Yeah, he's very good. really fucking mm-hmm. talented. Um, and then probably colors. That's also another one of yeah. my um, mm-hmm. honorable mentions. But yeah, I for mine uh, honorable mention was Old Man. Uh, found myself coming back to that one a lot, uh, specifically yesterday. You know, you have days when you're listening to these albums and you're like, this one in particular I like today. It might not even be my top three, but I fucking like this one a lot today. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, that was Old Man for me. Uh, number three, Black Moon Rising. Just just a really good, powerful, grab-you-by-the-balls start to an album. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, this is what you're in for. Number two... <coughs> pardon me. Number two and number one could almost flip. Uh, but number two, uh, Know You Better. You, We just kind of went over that. And then mm-hmm. number one, because it was kind of my like reintroduction to these guys uh, was fucking colors just that just everything from that guitar intro into just he's got a lot of emotion in his voice in that song and then like the backing yeah. choir is really good in that um so yeah i was like i i was battling myself this morning i was like i don't want to make colors number one because that's like <laughs> the biggest song off the album but i was like but yeah. it's so damn good I fucking for a reason can't. yeah, yeah. Reason, it's so good <clears throat> i was like i can't not so yeah those are my top three october 33 was another honorable mention for me so yeah <clears throat> colors for me of course mm-hmm. you guys all like that one um fire i like that song that was yes. fun and then uh touch the sky yeah yes that was a good song that was good too it almost gave me like a not like Dukes of Hazard, but like a 70s cop movie kind of vibe, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, just like, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. like the horns in the beginning. I was like, I just imagine like, 
it's like the starting credits for like a buddy cop movie from the 70s and they're like mm-hmm. launching a police car off a ramp and then it yeah. freezes and has like starring Clint Eastwood or fucking whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But that was Black Puma's self-titled album, which was Jake's pick for this week. Uh, fantastic listen. Like he said earlier, if you haven't listened to it, for God's sakes, go do Definitely it. Definitely give it a listen. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So good. Uh, but... We'll be back to talk about some uh, Fat Boy Slim. Oh. Right about now. <laughs> yeah, the fucking <laughs> Check it out now. now. Uh, so, it's time to wrap this up by talking about one more album. Uh, and that's my pick for this week, which is You've Come a Long Way, Baby by Fatboy Slim. Described as the definitive big band album of that genre, and I to, to kind of define big band, it's electronic music that just has like a lot of live instrument like sounds and samples, uh, rather than you know there are like some like synth sounds in it, but it does kind of incorporate like you know kind of live instrumentation as far as like sampling and you know ma- whether they're making it on a computer whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like at least I used to think like big band it was just like fucking swing music. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, but it's it's a fucking subgenre of electronic music apparently. And Fatboy Slim was kind of like the pioneer of that, and this yeah. album in particular was kind of it, it's regarded as the defining album of that genre and movement. But mm-hmm. one of my favorite albums, uh, obviously. But what about y'all? What do you have to say about it? It was a blast. The album cover itself, it just yeah. I think that's yeah. That's, that was actually taken from like some uh, fair in Virginia for it was like a fat people fair. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a random picture to use, but yeah, it's just this big motherfucker wearing an <laughs> I'm number one, yeah. so why try harder? Which might be the hardest shirt I've ever Dude, seen in my pressure, life. Yeah. I have to. I'm gonna fucking buy one because that's so dope. And he's just got like a nice ass watch with a cigarette. He's like, rocking. He's happy, yeah, man. He's Dude, on. it is. Great. <laughs> and I just I don't know why, but like that. Paired with the album name, you've come a long way, baby. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. He's yeah. walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, like... <laughs> it's so good. Especially his name, too. I like his name. He mm-hmm. He's had a bunch of names, but mm-hmm. it's a name that he said before. It kind of just, like, doesn't make sense. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it contradicts itself. Mm-hmm. Like, fat boy, but it's slim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like a good but... juxtaposition, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... But, yeah, no, fantastic album, dude. Yeah. It really pioneered like the like electronic scene mm-hmm. especially at that time um because back then like i think he made this on like an atari computer with yep. like floppy disk mm-hmm. okay. yeah yeah like fucking nutty dude yeah and to have it 
sound you know and i think that's where the term big band comes from is because everything sounds so massive like there's so much Mm -hmm. going on in every song Mm -hmm. sonically and so the fact that it was made in such like a rudimentary setup is Mm -hmm. is so it's actually mind-boggling you know you listen to songs like rockefeller skank or like gangster trip and you're like how did he make this again like (laughs) no like what the fuck this is the second this is a second album uh yeah his second one this is a great album yeah just him doing the second one it's really good yeah the first one is the he kind of had the opposite of like the sophomore slump Mm -hmm. but like so the first album's like good i can't remember the name of it but i heard it a long ass time ago it's it's decent but then this is just like the more i listen to this because i hadn't really listened to this whole album before Mm -hmm. this week and there's so many different samples and things you hear throughout you know everything yeah that have been used from this album right Mm -hmm. it's like oh that's from this album oh yeah and if you like just to outside of what he did like in his own solo career with like Fatboy Slim or any of his aliases he was huge into remixing like uh hip-hop albums at the time like I think on I think he did two different Beastie Boy albums where he had like two different remixes for songs on either one one being uh, I think he had a remix of Intergalactic off of Hello Nasty by the Beastie Boys Mm. and then uh, I can't remember if he did like sabotage, but he did another one on uh, ill communication. So, and the fact that it's like you go from making badass electronic music like this to just oh, let me remix a fucking mm-hmm. Beastie Boys track, mm-hmm. like that's it. It makes too much sense, but it also is kind of like what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. I want to find those tracks. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I'll I'll track them down and send them to you. They're not they're not that hard to find. Dang, but that that kind of shows like test of time too, because he's been doing it for the longest. Oh yeah, he's been doing it for the long. Like that video that you were just showing, that was very recently. Yeah. So he's like very much still mm-hmm. like very like big in that movement and like yeah, super massive still. Because mm-hmm. he when this came out, like it was regarded like you said as like the like defining like album of that genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially electronic music, he inspired a lot of like other DJs. Yeah. coming forward from that and i think it's kind of an interesting thing to look at the time period like you were saying because it kind of you know electronic music kind of had like a weird it was kind of in a weird dip you know where there was a lull yeah of stuff coming out because daft punk wasn't huge yet you know and stuff like that and so he came out and put this out and whether you know some of the songs took a little bit of time to gain traction or whatever but fucking everybody and their mom has heard rockefeller skank mm-hmm. you know praise you was used in movies commercials yeah. like so and it so it really was like kind of a breath of fresh air for the electronic genre and scene at that time because it was kind of in this weird like nosedive kind of lore. yeah mm-hmm. it was kind of always like up and down and it'd get big all of a sudden and then it kind of died down yeah like same thing with like house music it was really popular at one point and then yeah you don't really hear too much about it nowadays yeah. but I remember my first time hearing this album was Praise You mm-hmm. and that's because I watched the video like yeah the music video and it's just like so weird and different but with the music when it, it, it like kind of kicked it up and it was like cool yeah um but yeah it was massive um it was massive and it was huge especially for Fatboy Slim mm-hmm. yeah and he was in like some weird side like some weird band in England uh I saw that. that was like yeah. when I bought this from House of Records me and the gal working the counter were actually talking about him and she was like have you heard of his band prior to this or before he went solo, and I was like, no, isn't it called like the New Martins or something? She said that it sounds a lot like the the Smiths, for mm-hmm. like a weird comparison. I was like, because he was like 
bass, wasn't he? I think he did, yeah. I think he's like a fucking bass player. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, very good pick, or very good album. Very good pick, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I was able to find it and bring it up. Yeah. It was one of those, like, I got back into listening. I, like, went back and listened to it, and I was like, son of a bitch, I gotta find this. And uh, there's so much going on, like I said. Uh, I love the the starting track, uh, Right Here, Right Now. Mm-hmm. And I love all of his songs because they do kind of like take a little bit to build, but then it's just badass once they do. Mm-hmm. And so right here, right now, I love like towards the end where he starts doing this weird, it's almost like a, it's not a scratch, but it's like that weird kind of weird sample mm-hmm. over everything. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like watching somebody cook on, on like a YouTube video. It's like you started off with all this and then by the end of it you end with like a, a fucking cake or whatever you know yeah and so that's like what his songs are it starts off with like a little sample like for that song for example a little vocal and then by the end of it it's just like mission impossible three like yeah. type of sound like <laughs> it's like adding into it and these yeah. layers upon everything yeah um yeah i think it's really cool that i like the i'll i want to bring that up to the like the alternate cover to mm-hmm. the album because that cover was like for like like Europe, right? And then yeah. the US they had the the record the record sleeve. Right? I think the it's because of, I think it's because of the heavy set fell on the cover because it was like a big like obesity in America was like becoming mm-hmm. a pretty big problem and mm-hmm. so he put uh, rather than having this cover, which was everywhere else but America and the US one, yeah, it's just like it, fuck ton of records yeah which is basically just pulled from the inner cover of this mm-hmm. yeah it's literally that. just like this panel right here like and i'll be putting a picture of this on there but yeah yeah uh, and that's always cool you know so when i went into house to buy this i was mm-hmm. like if i i was like i really want the europe one mm-hmm. i would really really <laughs> like it but right. if, I, if i can't get it whatever you know yeah but no that's a solid find yeah definitely thank you yeah. i'm glad i found it because it was like pretty expensive to get on discogs and i was like well let's fucking try it out let's see what i can find and so i did but uh i'll go ahead and start off top threes uh number three in heaven just that song is fucking yeah great (laughs) the little guitar riff on it is like (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's so nice uh number two gangster tripping yes and then number one is uh build it up tear it down that song was like had like some surf rock influence mm-hmm. in it too which i mm-hmm. thought was really neat uh and then uh, yeah but there's so many good songs on it like even rockefeller skank is, is a fucking yeah. banger like <laughs> yeah it really is yeah hearing back at because i hadn't heard that song in a while yeah in like years and hearing it again i was like oh i forgot how good this song yeah. was. <laughs> so good uh, um that song is probably it's not in my top three, but it's like an honorable mention. Right. Um, I like Gangsta Trippin'. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Build It Up and also You're Not From Britain. Yeah. Really You're liked Not From Brighton. Song. Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. I mix them up. It's all good. <laughs> a little bit dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> little no, bit you're, not you're not from Brighton. Not from Brighton. Yeah, I'm not that bright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for sure, Acid 8000. Yes. That's my favorite song because I don't know, it feels a lot more upbeat than more techno and kind of hardcore yeah um and that's what's cool about it that's what i like yeah about it. And it was a good way to, that was kind of a good way to wrap it up too yeah you know i thought it's kind of stray away from the major like the main vibe of the album you know yeah with the last 8, 000, but what about you man 
Uh, before I do my top three, uh, he does hold the Guinness World Record for most top 40 hits under different aliases. Really? Different names, which I thought was a random... That is pretty... A, yeah, record to hold, yeah. but he has it. That is, yeah, that is kind of out there. What? I had to read it again. I was like, what? Who would be close up to that? <laughs> and in second place, we've got... Yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, can I see the rankings? Can I see the power rankings yeah. for that shit? My honorable mention was the Rockefeller Skank because I always I know that song I never knew what it was called until mm-hmm. I played the Me album, either right yeah um, and then I like Soul Surfing uh, Gangster Trippin and then California yeah California was good too mm-hmm. that was another one that to see the build of that song is always good mm-hmm. is is a great one mm-hmm. um, well I'm glad y'all liked it um, yeah it's cool that he's still like right stuff too and like shows yeah well because after the after i finished editing last week's episode i was like listening to fat boy slim on the way home you know and i was like well i want to see if he has any live sets on youtube and i wasn't expecting to find one from fucking four years ago i was like yeah, you know maybe recent, i was like maybe like 2001 or something you know it was like no 2018 i was like really yeah. all right well like a bitch in venue too like, yeah that <laughs> thing was sweet that's a cool place yeah uh, yeah and so that was cool uh, but anyways that was Fat Boy Slim You've Come a Long Way Baby which was my pick for this week we're gonna go ahead and show you what we're bringing to the table next episode dun 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 it's time <laughs> to show you what's coming up for next week's episode uh we're going to go in order that we talked today, which means Matt is introducing his first. What do you got for us, Mike? I'm going to calm it down a little bit. Um, okay, that's fine. I mean, if you want to keep it going, yeah. you can. So it'll be a nice transition for everybody. Uh, 1971, an album called Another Stony Evening by Crosby and Nash. Ooh. Just those two. Okay. And it's just them two on stage. It's a live show. Uh, oh, nice. nice. Yes. I think you guys will like the acoustic guitar work, and it's just, there's some good memorable lyrical songs on that album so Fuck yeah nice yeah. i'm ready for that that'd be sick that's cool we haven't done live shows yet or like we, haven't done, we haven't done a live album yet that's cool um what about uh, you my pick next week um i'm gonna go navy blue uh, navy's reprise okay um, it is um hip-hop some more recent hip-hop came out in like the last couple years like two three years um okay. yeah hell yeah dope hip-hop well yeah you know what? Maybe I'll go hip hop too. And you know what? Maybe we'll go ahead and revisit one of my friends. We're gonna revisit one of my friends here. We're going with "Damn" by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, his third album released in 2016, 2017. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. We'll find that out for next week's episode. But 2016 <laughs> or 2017. Um, I love this goddamn album. Yeah, it's and a damn good pick. <laughs> I know you do. I think I think I've you'll like it too. To it, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, we talked about Good Kid, Mad City before. Uh, I'm gonna get my grubby little mitts on to pimp a butterfly at some point. We'll bring that up. Oh yeah. But uh, damn by Kendrick Lamar, another Stony Evening by Crosby and Nash, and Navy's Reprise by Navy Blue. That's gonna be a badass yeah, episode. It's gonna be fun. Uh, it's been a lot of fun this episode. We hope y'all have a great week. Uh, keep staying and keep staying tuned in. Uh, episode thirty, we'll be doing some outcast shit. Uh, hope you have a great week. This has been what you spinning. Episode twenty seven. <laughs>